Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host, and we have been talking about the general manifestations of the spirit and supernatural manifestations and how to approach both of those, how to objectively evaluate the experiences you're having, how to have confidence in your approach. Um, We've talked last week a lot about how the supernatural is happening around us anyway just like the natural is, even if you're asleep and you're not aware of what's going on outside your house, for instance, it's still going on. In the supernatural realm, it's like we're our supernatural senses, our solical senses are asleep. So we're not aware of what's already going on. So one of the things we're looking to do here is develop our supernatural senses, our solical senses. And again, your solical senses are, you. we all have the same solical senses. Just like we, in the natural, we all have eyes and ears and a mouth. They all function differently. Some of us have harder hearing and better eyesight, but we all have the same senses. Our solical senses function in the supernatural realm just like our natural senses function in the natural realm, our physical senses. Again, hearing, sight, smell, taste, and feel. Our solical senses, and we'll eventually talk more about what those senses are, but in essence it's not really important to do that. Because what's more important is to experience and then let God teach you rather than, okay, I want to develop this particular sense. Now, let God do it. He knows the pathway you're on. He knows the what you need. So we don't really need to Try, you know, try to figure out or put a an outline or a structure on what he's teaching us. What's most important is that he's teaching us. He is your guidance counselor and your principal and your coach and your teacher. He's everything you need to have you ready for what he has in store for you. We've talked before about this emphasis on knowing God's will. One of the reasons we think that that's a good idea is so that if we know where God wants us to be in a certain period of time, we can be ready for it. We can judge how we're doing. We can prepare. Well, really, that has nothing to do with God's will. God's will is who he is. He he said, you know, his title is I am. He exists. 
he doesn't have something separate in him that is his will, that this is what I want you to do. This is where, you know, your path was leading you. That's not a separate thing in him. He's all one. He exists. He is God. So I think a lot of times we want to know what God has in store for us so we can be ready on our own terms. So we can have a sense of control and a sense of knowing what's in store for us so we can evaluate how we're doing. Instead, I think it's far more important that we are relationally focused, that our relationship with God is what's more, far more important than trying to think that we're on our own are going to be ready for what God has for us. God has not only knows what's coming, he created it for you. Your tomorrow, your next five minutes, your next ten years, He's created it for you, not for religious or ministry or prophetic or community impact or changing the world, none of that. It's all about relationship. Now, that doesn't mean those other factors don't come into play. It's just they, they aren't, they're the tools rather than the treasure. You are God's treasure. And he's spending all his time thinking about what your circumstances are and what they're going to be moment by moment. We, as humans, we have a hard time comprehending someone or something that big. But hopefully, as a result of your solical senses becoming aware of what's going on in the supernatural, that's a preparation for you being open to what's going on in the spiritual. So just a couple of quick questions to answer. One of the um, challenges we have as Christians is our concepts of heaven and hell and spirit and supernatural. And in my the question revolves around heaven and hell and the whole are are heaven and hell spiritual or supernatural. And I would just say this and this is just my initial thought that our concept of heaven and hell are based much more on literature. And, and what our doctrinal beliefs have become, and even some from history, from family history, that we believe heaven is this and we believe hell is that, rather than even having studied it out in scriptures, let alone gone to God and asked. We know, um, and so... So when we talk about is heaven and hell supernatural or spiritual or even natural, I think we would want to look back at what do we believe heaven and hell are. 
And rather than giving you an answer about this is what I think this is and this is what I think this is specifically, I would encourage you to go to God. And if there's something underlying your question about any concerns you have about heaven or hell, ask ask him those questions. You know, if you're concerned about going to heaven or going to hell, that's what you want to ask him. Lord, I'm concerned about this particular or, you know, this particular question. And let him answer. And it may take a while. You know, that's those are generally aren't the kinds of questions that you're going to get a yes or no to. Unless maybe they are, you know, am I going to heaven? Am I going to hell? Well, those right there are really good questions that need to be challenged. What does that mean? And we're not going to get off into that right now. But when we talk about dying and going to heaven, that's not a spiritual concept. That's not even... You know, that's marginally supernatural concept. That's much more of a natural concept. We want to go somewhere. We have this idea and concept of ourselves as these physical beings, and we don't want that there to be an end there. And that We have this concept of death and life, resurrection, and we bring those concepts to basically every struggle that we have as far as getting to know God, what happens when we die, etc., etc. But a lot of times what will start to happen is, is when you start to open yourselves up to seeing things from God's perspective, a lot of those questions you, you won't get answers to, but they won't be important any longer. There's one thing we want to remember about God's nature, and that is he is love. And everything he does is out of that nature. What what his love looks like is giving. And God is far more giving than we are. We think he is a just and righteous God, and he is. But his idea of justice and righteousness is not ours. God is not fair. He's merciful. And he does what he wants to do because he is the God. We aren't. And this is where we often will run into a challenge when we start to judge ourselves or others or even God. We judge what he's doing. We evaluate based on our own understanding. Now, is developing sound judgment a good idea? Yeah. We do want to be judgmental. We want to know how to evaluate by going to God. God, what is your truth here? What is your perspective on this situation? That's how we judge. We develop good judgment by going to God not by coming up with a set of rules and regulations. Okay, this one's going to heaven, this one's going to hell even. But the whole concept is, God, what is your truth here? And 
what that will eventually result in is it's not about them. It's not about other people's actions or their relationships with God. It's about us. Are we relying on our own judgment, or which will be quickened as you rely on God? Your, your, your good judgment will develop. But what we're really looking for is, is life. Is what you're bringing to the table life, eternal life, kingdom life, God's life? Or is it condemnation, deception? Does it bring darkness and despair? Is it lifting up or is it letting fall? Now, God does God does what he wants to do. And there's a time for all things. There's a time for darkness, just as there's a time for lightness. But that's not up to us to decide when that is. We don't want to be surprised by it, but we're going to let him do what he wants to do. He is the God. So as far as heaven and hell are concerned, I don't think we have the foggiest idea about what's coming next. But I do think that knowing that what the example that God has set through sending his son to be a living, breathing embodiment of God on this earth and that he, he's returning for a bride without spot or wrinkle. We are so far from that. We are so far from the example Jesus set and being a bride without spot or wrinkle. We are so far from that that to think that any determination about the sheep and the goats and the and the heaven and the hell, none of those decisions are being made right now. They've already been made in God's eyes. But the, those determinations are not what we think they are. There's a big difference between everlasting and eternal. Eternal is not more time. Eternity has nothing to do with time. Eternity is a characteristic of God, of spirit. You have eternal life. doesn't mean you have more life. It's a different quality of life. It's eternal. It's spirit life, and you have it right now. You have all the spirit life you're ever going to get right now in your spirit. So, again, what we want to do is those are some of the questions we want to go, okay, Lord, this is what I'm thinking and this is why it's important to me. Do you have any response for that? Tell me the, what, you know, is this something I need to be working on? And very often God will put books in our hands or a song or a dream or a conference or somebody will just say something. And I've heard situations where somebody will say something and an, a, a question will be answered. And then they'll say, well, you just said such and such. And they'll say, no, I didn't. I said this, that, and the other thing. And then even other people will say, no, they said this, that, and the other thing. had nothing to do with the question. God will answer your question. And it's not even so 
matter as much as how much you persist, you know, and insist on God teaching you and telling you. It's about your being available. And what does it always come back to? Spending time with him, being available, letting him be the God, and letting him answer your questions directly. Now, that certainly doesn't mean that we don't talk about these things amongst ourselves and with God. But he's the one who is the way and the truth and the life. Not, we're not going to be able to achieve any of those things. We're not going to be able to find the way or the truth or the life on our own as soul and body. It's always going to be spirit-based. And so this is why we're, we're opening ourselves up to the supernatural realm because we, it's just the, the next part of making ourselves available to God to perceive him in spirit. Now, do your solical senses need to be tuned in order for God to reveal himself in spirit? Absolutely not. But over time, it will happen. Your solical senses will be sharpened, even if all you're doing is comprehending God spiritually, because you are right now. Your spirit is with him all the time, 100% of the time. Your spirit is receiving life from him. All your needs are being met through your spirit. So your, the spirit, your spirit is making contact, rubbing up against your soul. Now your soul is going to fight against it because your soul wants to maintain control. Change is hard. Even if it's good change, it can be scary. And your soul has gotten so used to its responsibility of meeting your needs, it's going to have a hard time letting go, letting your needs be met by spirit rather than meeting it its own way. So as we allow God to do what he wants in conforming us, to becoming one, spirit, soul, and body, there's going to be, even if we don't do any, make any attempt or approach to learn about and participate in experience, supernatural experiences, our soul is still rubbing up against our spirit. And just that friction is changing things. Whether whether we recognize what's going on or not. Now, if you have any interest at all in knowing what's going on in the supernatural realm in your life right now, for instance, that desire comes from God. And you can question about it. Lord, is this for me right now? But no, nobody else wants you to know how you're soul works. Nobody wants you to be healed. Nobody wants you to be, none of your enemies want you to be healed or set free or know the truth or be conformed to his likeness and image. 
Your enemies don't want that. But your soul does. It may not understand that, but your soul was created by God to be in perfect union with your spirit. So your soul is returning to its original state, as is your body. So we were originally created to be spirit, soul, and body, with the spirit of God flowing through us, unhindered, here on this earth. And when, but there was a separation of our spirit. Our, in Adam and Eve, our spirit died. Ever since then, every child that's been born has been born dead in spirit, but still having the soul, still having a body. And right now, when you become born again, you still have the same body, you still have the same soul, but you have a new spirit. You've been re-spirited. You've been born again. But you still have problems with your soul and you still have problems with your your physical body. So hope that helps out. But these are really good questions to be asking of the Lord. But as far as heaven and hell being supernatural or spiritual, yes. Whatever God wants to tell you, that's what you want to accept for now. Because our perceptions of spirit and, and solical and supernatural are limited and our understanding of heaven and hell are probably false. So don't get distracted by under, trying to understand any of these terms. We want to know God by experience, know how to test him, know how to have confidence in what we're hearing, because you want to remember, you want, we all want to have confidence in our relationship with God. We want to have relationship, we want to have confidence that he loves us individually and that we can trust him. On your own, you cannot keep yourself from deception. There's no knowledge that you can obtain or spiritual gifting that will keep you from being deceived and misled and having confidence in lies. Nothing. Only God can. Right now, there's things that you are trusting and beliefs that you're trusting in that are lies. All of us. And, and some of them are just half-truths, and some of them are fully lies. And then some are just based on we don't have any information in that area. But we're building our life around something that we don't have the information we need for. That's fine. This is the way, this is where God has you right now. It's not that big of a deal. Don't get frustrated by it. Instead, move forward. What does God have for you right now? So, Previously, we've talked about setting, you know, asking him how much time to set aside, how much time to, to you know, at first, if this, if this is something he wants for you at this time, then how much time, how often, and then what to specifically, if there's something specifically he wants you to be pursuing. So 
we want to approach knowing the supernatural realm objectively. We're not going to be guessing or coming up with ways of evaluating whether, you know, okay, if we have goosebumps, that's God's presence, or if there's a ringing in our ear, or if there's a an angel with a scroll, or anything like that, that means something. No, those are all ways of getting our attention, because God himself is what's important here, his presence. And the more we can appreciate and value our relationship with him, our that he has revealed himself and is continuing to reveal himself and be grateful for that. Thank you, Lord. This is what draws him. And what will happen is the more we are focused and attentive to knowing him, seeing his face, experiencing his presence, all these other things, they simply fall away. The the knots are unknotted. The stains are removed. He does it. We don't. We don't have to go back into our little theology notebook and scratch out things that that we now know aren't true. It's just a waste of your energy, waste of your effort. Move forward into him. Live in the now. This is your your life is eternal now and you can experiencing experience his presence now. Now, one of the things that we want to look at is as we start to address manifestations, these supernatural manifestations or any kind of thing that is unusual for you. And we've talked about that as well earlier. But odds are in your life you have had experiences that you have found out other people haven't had or that you knew were was something different. Odds are really good that that was God breaking through into making expressing himself through the supernatural and into your soulical consciousness. But we want to we want to learn to live and move and have our being in the spirit. And in order to do that, we're going to have to learn about how to live and move and have power and authority over the supernatural realm and over the natural realm. You are a spirit being. You have a soul and you live in a body. So our main goal is to cooperate and be taught by God. So as we go through and experience these supernatural manifestations, we want to, one of the things we we ask is, Lord, is this you? And one of the ways we start, one of the reasons we start that is because our enemies will also bring forward to our attention manifestations that will distract or manipulate or confuse or cause fear. And some of those, some of those things aren't even that they're wrong or a deception. It's just timing. You know, we're, we're running up against our enemies. As soon as you start learning how to know God, you become an enemy to your enemies. 
And your enemies, again, are the world system, the devil and all his little buddies, and your soul's control. Your soul is not your enemy, but the desire of your soul to control how you get your needs met, that is an enemy. And, and then the Bible calls that flesh. That's different than, than the wants of the flesh. This is your soul doing what it wants to control and to protect. So we look at, as we start asking the Lord for these manifestations and have, start having these experiences, just as in any other aspect of our relationship with God and our time here on this earth, we ask, Lord, is that you? And this is one of the great places where you find him, the Lord fine-tuning your hearing and your being able to sense and however way he wants to train you in particular for this time. And it's going to change over time how he confirms to you. And I'm not talking about, you know, like fleecing or confirmation, the phone rings when you think it's supposed to be ringing. If, that, if the Lord, if this is you, make the phone ring. No, we don't, we're, not, we're not going to do that. We're going to have that internal sense of, yes, of hearing from him. Yes, this is me. And sometimes it's going to take three asking three times. And sometimes we're going to have to set things aside and, and come back to it at another time. But we're going to get good at this. All these characteristics, all these challenges we're, we're being put through, it's like learning how to ride a bike, learning how to sail, learning how to drive a car. Once you get good at the little proficiencies, it becomes shall I say, second nature. You don't think about it. You just jump on your bike and you go. You get in your car and you go. And this is what the Lord wants us to be in approaching the supernatural manifestations, the supernatural realm, is we get in there and we go. So thanks for tuning in. And again, continue to send me any questions or comments you've got. Love to to hear what you're thinking and any What's, what's coming up, if it's coming up for you, it's probably coming up for other people as well. So thanks for tuning in. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Have a great night.